Okay, so, okay, two questions here. First, we'll go in order. Here we have, I was looking at the five precepts. One of the precepts intrigued me. I might know the answer, but I wanted to know from your point of view, or Buddhist point of view, what is considered sexual misconduct? Sexual misconduct, it's a funny question, and there are some funny funny parts to it. I was, and it, it really leads to how funny the precepts can be. And the precepts are not funny, but how funny they, how funny people can be, especially when they want to try to wiggle their way around the precepts. And not only wiggle their way around the precepts, but want to accuse other people of breaking the precepts. This intellectual one-upmanship, or, or however you call it, or this kind of spiritual or religious one-upmanship where these people are breaking the precepts. Uh, a good example of that, uh, this is a, an example, but a better example is the fifth precept. Many, many Buddhists want to be able to say that gambling is breaking the fifth precept. Uh, and... I don't think many, I don't know of any Sri Lankans who do, because Sri Lankans are much better in their understanding, their technical understanding of, of the Dhamma. It's, it's incredible, the people here. Pretty much everyone, every Buddhist, and, and even non-Buddhists, are so up on what the Buddha taught and, and what's in the Tipitaka and, and Pali and just about everything. It's, it's incredible, it's really great. But I've talked with other people who have some really strange ideas. I won't mention from where, but, but uh, Sri Lanka seems pretty good. But I did meet one man who had some very strange ideas, and I'll talk about that in relation to your question. But first, uh, these people who talk about gambling as being uh, breaking the fifth precept. The precepts are... Well, they're curious in a way because they don't include everything. I mean, rape isn't breaking any of the five precepts. Wait a second, is it breaking the third precept? I might be getting ahead of myself. I meant to say, uh, let me get back to that. Torture isn't breaking the first precept. Hurting people isn't breaking the first precept. Uh, rape, according to some people, rape wouldn't be breaking the third precept. And I'll, I'll talk about why that is. Uh, I probably don't agree with that. You know, and I hope you're all glad to hear that. I bet you're all glad to hear that. Uh, but but I just want to say how curious it is because not everything is in the five precepts. The five precepts are in one way very simple. Uh, one of the great things about them is how simple they are. There's no real complexity here. You know, they're the highlights. Killing is is one of the biggies. No, it's you know kill. Yeah, that's a that's a very important event. Death. Uh, so it doesn't mean that death is the only evil act that you can perform towards another person, but it's clear. So all of the precepts are simple. Kill, steal, cheat, lie, uh, and intoxicate. Uh, they, they, they cover all the bases, sort of generally speaking. And so in that sense, they're, they're kind of a guide. Uh, but but the, the, that's the one great thing is they're simple. The other great thing is... Um, or 
The other important thing about them is that they show the extremes, because killing pretty much is the worst. Um, you know, it's the most most final thing you can do to someone. No, I mean, if you torture them or or any, there there are worse things you could do, I suppose, but not as as uh, final uh, and as absolute as killing. Or stealing is in a category of its own, of course, and it's the extreme. You know, you you can uh, try to trick someone into giving you something, but it wouldn't be breaking the precept. So what I want to say is the precepts are not the be-all, end-all of morality. Gambling isn't breaking the fifth precept, in fact. It, it's not even, I would say it's not even close. It has nothing to do with the fifth precept. Gambling is simply an addiction. Uh, the fifth precept has nothing to do with addiction. It has to do with intoxication. And then people say, oh, well, you become intoxicated when you gamble, and that's ridiculous. You become intoxicated when you do anything. You watch television, you become intoxicated. You, 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 uh, you, you sit in front of the internet, you use the internet, you become intoxicated. You look at someone, you look at something, you look at a flower, you become intoxicated. You smell, you eat food, you become intoxicated. Now the fifth precept is something that, that really intoxicates the mind. It, it, you know, something that clouds or um, impairs one's ability to think clearly. Uh, and, and so dr drugs and alcohol, they're on a level of their own in, in, in terms of doing that. These are what breaks the precept. Otherwise everything is breaking the fifth precept. And that's really not the, not the point here. Another thing about the precepts is it's important to remember that they are not rules. They are not commandments. And they're not um, well, they're not forbidden acts. I once asked I asked this group of because they had this question about the fifth precept, and I asked people, okay, what's the first precept? And they said in Thai, ham kha sat, or ham kha, ham kha sat. I think was yeah not uh, the. Forbidding to kill the forbiddance of killing animals. And I said, wrong, zero. And they're like, hmm. And then they're trying different ways of saying it. Of course, in Thai, there's not so many different ways of saying things. So they all just sat there kind of silently. And it was kind of tricky of me. I don't think anyone really got what I was trying to say in the end. But... That's the point, is that it's not for a forbidden, it's not, it's not ham khasat, it, it's I undertake not to. So you're taking on a bunch of, 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 of you know, well, rules, I guess, but uh, you're making a promise to yourself. It's not like anyone's going to come and come looking for you, but you're taking on this guideline of how to live your life doesn't really answer your question at all. Um, but it kind of sets, it hopefully sets the tone. The, the, in relation to the third precept, people do this as well. They, they, when they, when, when it hits home, they try to wiggle out of it. And when, you know, when they feel, when they have this kind of ego and, and thinking of themselves as superior, 
they try to uh, pin it on people when it might not apply. I would say, well, let's not go with, uh, with I, what I would say first, let's talk about technically speaking. This one man in Colombo who was probably committing adultery and apparently was going to visit brothels daily, wasting all of his money on gambling and women and so on. Um, he even people gave him some money for me for to keep for my benefit, and he ran away with that money, and I haven't seen him since. Um, but when I was with him, he he was talking about his his adopted son, who had some problems, and I saw his adopted son, and he said, "This is my adopted son, and this is his girlfriend." And he's going to America soon, and and then you know then it came out he's getting married. Then it came out that he's getting married to a different woman, and he's getting married to a different woman, going to sleep with her, then coming back to be with his girlfriend and go with her to America to get married to her in America, because he doesn't love the first woman who he's getting married to, but he feels responsible because he slept with her already. He feels like he has a duty to. Uh, to marry her because she's no longer a virgin or something like that. Anyway, I said to him, I said, well, doesn't he, he understand that's breaking the third precept? And he explained to me, he said, oh no, that's not breaking the third precept. The third precept is uh, there are certain types of women that you can't have uh, relationships with. And technically speaking, he's he he's he's got something there, and I'm sure he's heard this from monks who who have been able to give people a very clever way out of breaking this precept. I mean, if that's the case, then this this guy is doing nothing wrong, right? He's here he is breaking the hearts of two women. The, the, his girlfriend is like devastated because here she she knows all about it, and she's in her in his apartment while he goes off to marry and and sleep with another woman. And you know it, it doesn't bode well. I I, I can picture these pe these two going off to America. It would make a good movie, I think. Um, I don't know if it would. It's absurd, really. I can't imagine where these people come up with these things. Um, so, the, the, but he's not doing anything wrong, according to these people, because. The women that he's sleeping with are not uh, engaged to anyone, and where they get this is is in a passage where the Buddha talked about this precept. He said, "Well, a man shouldn't have uh, romantic relationships with women who are under the protection of someone else, basically, uh, who are under the protection of their parents, who are under the protection of a another man." And so I guess at the time there would have been no marriage certificates or something. But basically, at the end the Buddha said, even to the point where a man has, I think it was like put a put a garland of flowers around her around the woman's neck, which I guess was at the time a, a sign of engagement. You know, the man accepts the woman and uh, puts this ring of flowers around her neck. And so they say, well, that's fine. Then the man can can go and and you know have 
five wives and mistresses, and, and, and they do, apparently. Um, and not commit any, any violation of the precept at all. So, first of all, I think this is a total misunderstanding of what the Buddha was trying to say. This is, a good, this is good advice in relation to this precept, but it certainly isn't the whole of the precept. It certainly is true that therefore, if you are committed to someone else, you should not have romantic engagement with anyone besides that one person. I mean, does that mean the, if the woman is engaged to the man, you can't have relationships with her, but she can have a relationship with you? Of course not. It's actually um, worse for her because she's promised. You haven't promised anything. You can go and have a relationship with the woman, not be breaking any promise. But what you're doing is devastating, destroying people's trust, destroying people's relationship, and, and so on. So what this man failed to see, and, and you know, intentionally because he also was an adulteress, and apparently, and... Uh, and you know had had reason to to want to find a better explanation than than the the correct one but i would go even further and say in general that you break the precept when you harm someone with um your rom with romantic or sexual behavior so i i would include rape in here i guess hesitantly I mean, obviously, rape is one of the worst things that could ever happen to someone. Uh, I've I've dealt with people who have been victims of it. I mean, I think murder in some cases might be preferable. I don't know, but I think if you were killed, I mean, at least you can then forget about it and start fresh, right? But I had a student who was raped by her father. Yeah. And she was a tough case. I don't know where she is now. She's a lot better after practicing meditation. But, uh, you know, pe people have their own lives. It was incredible, actually. I've given talked about this before. She came, she looked like a ghost. Her hair was like this in her eyes. And her her face was white like a sheet. And she just had this look on her face like like a, like a horror. Always. And she would come and cry uh, during the reporting sessions. 